Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church, growing in faith and friendship. The Bible reading is from Galatians chapter 5 and verses 25 to chapter 6 and verse 5. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to anyone else. Each one should carry their own load. Well, we continue our series through the book of Galatians entitled Freedom in Jesus. And today we are looking at Galatians chapter 5 and verses 25 to 6, chapter 6 and verse 5. Now, up until this point in the letter, Paul has been arguing that on the one hand, we are not to be a slave to the law, to a legal code, to, to a list of rules. That's legalism. Nor on the other hand, are we to be a slave to self. The, the, the cravings of the flesh to, to our selfish desires, merely doing whatever pleases us. That is lawlessness. Rather, we are to be led by the Spirit. We are to walk in step with the Spirit, and this leads to freedom. And so Paul writes in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 25, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Well, we need to be filled with the Spirit and led by the Spirit and walking in step with the Spirit. But then in the very next verse, the very next line, in verse 26, he says, Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. He, he immediately jumps to interpersonal relationships. But why does he do that? Because the true mark of a spiritual person, a person who is filled with the Holy Spirit and has been led by the Spirit, is the way that we relate to other people. You see, relationships are hard. They're, they're hard work. People are always getting hurt. People are getting disappointed. You are getting disappointed with other people. And other people are getting disappointed by you. And, and so people are always getting upset. Relationships are hard work. Why? What is the problem with relationships? Well, Paul tells us in verse 26, Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. This is the problem. And we all do this. First of all, provoking and envy. Provoking means that you have a sense of superiority. It is when you think you're better than someone else, and so you look down on them and, and you make fun of them. It is having a superiority complex. Envy is the opposite. Envy means you have a sense of inferiority. It is when you think someone else is better than you and so you look up to them and, and you you envy them or, or you even resent them. It's having an inferiority complex. Oh, oh, they're so nice. Oh, they're so smart, so gifted, so talented. I'll never be as good as that. And so we either envy them or we resent them. Who do they think they are? I dislike people like that. And so we have the superiority complex and we have the inferiority complex. And the reason Paul gives for why we have both the superiority complex and the inferiority complex, and, and the reason why we find relationships so difficult, is the word 
conceited. Now, conceited is when you think you are something when you're not. When you think you are really important, but you're not. Now, that's a pretty good translation of the Greek, but it probably does not do full justice. The Greek word is kenodoxis, which literally means empty of glory. Keno means empty, doxus means glory. And, and so it means that you, you are empty of glory. There, there is a, a glory vacuum. Okay, what does that mean? What is glory? Glory literally means weight. It's, it's weighty. And so it means it's important. Because it's weighty, it matters. It's important. Even in English, we use the word matter. It's material. It has weight. And so when we say, oh, oh, it doesn't matter, what we're really saying is that it doesn't have any weight. It's not important. So what this word is communicating is that deep down inside all of us, we have a problem. And our problem is this. That deep down inside all of us, we know that we don't matter. That we are insignificant, that we're not important, that we're a nobody. And empty glory and conceit means that deep down inside, we know we're a nobody, but we, we desperately, we are desperately trying to prove to everybody around us and to ourselves that we are a somebody. Desperately trying to prove something that, that deep down inside, we know isn't true. That's conceit. And so we are, are desperately trying to find significance because deep down inside we, we, we know that, that we don't matter, that we're a nobody. We are desperately trying to find significance. And, and that is why the worst thing, the worst thing that can happen to us is to be ignored. If I write a book, the worst thing is not to get a whole lot of bad reviews that, that criticize my writing. That's not the worst thing. The worst thing would be if no one reads my book. No one even bothers to read my book. Uh, I'm just ignored. No one even bothers to write a review. Just ignored. And that's why parenting books will warn you to be careful how you respond when a child plays up. Because you might be reinforcing their behavior. You say... How am I reinforcing their behavior? I, I, I told them off. I, I'm shouting at them. I'm waving my arms. I, I took their toys away. How am I reinforcing their behavior? Because, as the books will tell you, any attention is good. Because our biggest problem is not to be disliked or told off. Our biggest problem is not to be known. Not to be noticed. To be ignored. Because we all crave insignificance. Why? Because we are empty of glory. And so we are desperately trying to find significance. We are desperately trying to feel better than other people. And so this leads to us comparing, constantly comparing ourselves to other people. And this leads to provoking and envy. And we all do this. We compare and then we provoke or envy. Because we're empty of glory. That's why it's very hard for preachers to listen to another person preaching. If you're a preacher and you're here, you're probably having some trouble. I know because I have the same problem. When I listen to someone else, how do I stop from either saying, I could do better than that, or else, how do I stop from saying, I'll never be as good as that? You see, right away I'm into provoking or envying. Why? 
Because I'm not full. I'm empty. I'm lacking glory. I'm lacking. That's the big problem. Why do we have this problem? Why do we feel deep down inside that that we're not important, that, that we're insignificant? Why? Here's the reason. The Bible says that the reason why we feel like we don't matter is because we don't. We don't matter. We are insignificant. Uh, You see, this is the opposite of what everyone else in the world is telling you. You For years, you've been running off to counselors and they've been saying, you're important. You're so important. And the Bible says, no, you're not. Okay, bear with me. Bear with me. Uh, We read uh, in, in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 3, Paul says, If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, literally, the Greek says, when they are nothing, they deceive themselves. So if you think you are something, if you think you're really important and you really matter, then you are deceiving yourself because in reality, you are nothing. And deep down inside, you know that is true. You are just a speck in an infinite universe. Just just a blip in time in comparison to eternity. Here today, gone tomorrow, nothing. And rather than trying to deny that, rather than trying to prove to everyone else and even trying to prove to yourself that you are really, really important, the Bible encourages us to own it, to accept it, to admit it. And in doing so, we discover that there is a great paradox. For it's in admitting that we are nothing, we simultaneously discover that we are of infinite worth and infinite significance. Did you notice the paradox? Paul has just said that that we need to admit that we are nothing or else we deceive ourselves. And then in the very next sentence, he says that we should take pride in ourselves. We read in verse 4. Each one should test their own actions, and then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. So there is this paradox. We we, we, We simultaneously admit that we are nothing and feel proud of ourselves at the same time. How does that work? Well, it's only in admitting that we are nothing that we come to the realization about how much God loves us. That God loves this little speck within the whole universe. That that God loves this little blip in time. And even though I am nothing and nobody, I am infinitely loved by an eternal God. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 and verses 6 to 7, that Jesus who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. He he emptied himself. He, He emptied himself of glory. He does the very opposite to what we're trying to do. We are desperately seeking glory, trying to prove that we are something. Yet Jesus who is truly something, is truly significant and important and eternal, empties himself of glory and humbles himself and dies on a cross because he loves you. That's how much you are worth. That is how significant you are. Jesus lost himself. He lost his father. He lost the whole universe rather than lose you. 
And it's only when we admit that we are nothing and look at the cross that we begin to truly understand how infinitely we are loved. That's why Paul says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. May I never ever boast in anything at all. May I never boast in any of my accomplishments and achievements except, except in the cross of Jesus. What Paul is saying is may I never find my self-worth and my self-esteem in anything, in any of my achievements, in any of my accomplishments, in being better than other people and superior to other people. May I never find my self-worth and my self-esteem in anything except in the fact that God loved me. And nobody and nothing, but he loved me with an infinite love. He loved me so much that he died for me. That is where I find my identity and my self-worth. In admitting that I am nothing and discovering that I am infinitely loved. You see, it's only when we admit that we are nothing and look at the cross that we begin to truly understand how infinitely we are loved. And when we do that, then we'll be able to take pride in ourselves without comparing ourselves to other people. That's why it says in verses 4 to 5, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to anyone else, for each one should carry their own load. You see, this pride does not come from comparing yourself with other people. It's not dependent on being better than other people, being superior to other people. It has nothing to do with provoking and envy. It has nothing to do with conceit. It doesn't come from empty glory, from from thinking that you are something when you're not. No. It comes from admitting that you are nothing and then discovering through the cross of Jesus that you are infinitely loved. It's a paradox. We are simultaneously nothing and infinitely loved at the same time. By the way, there's another paradox in this passage. In verse 2, it says, carry each other's burdens. But in verse 5, it says, each one should carry their own load. So, so which is it? Poor? I mean, must we carry each other's burdens or or must we just carry our own load? Which is it? Is this a contradiction? Well, of course not. There's a different context in in verse 2 to to verse 5. In verse 2, it's all, it's talking all about helping each other. Helping each other when we're struggling with burdens, with, with the difficulties and the problems and the heartaches in life. We need to help each other. While in verse 5, it's talking about comparing yourself to each other. And basically, Paul is saying, don't compare yourself to each other. In order to feel good about yourself, for each person has their own load. Okay, so what does he mean by that? What does he mean when he says each person has their own load? Well, although we are all equally loved by God, we we all come with our own load. That means we all have different set of opportunities and different spiritual gifts, different strengths and weaknesses. Everyone has a different starting point in life. So you can't compare yourself to someone else. They have their load, you've got your load, and they're different. So you can't think that you're more important because uh, you're better at playing music than them. They might not have had the same opportunities as you. And they definitely wouldn't have had the same gifting and aptitude as you. 
You got your load, they got their load, and the loads are different, so you can't compare. And you can't say, oh, but uh, I'm a much more successful businessman than them, so I'm definitely more important than them. You can't compare, you got different loads. They might not have had the same education opportunities, and they may not have had the same doors open up for them for whatever reason. And just because you're better at this or that doesn't mean you're more important because we all have our own load to carry. We all start at different places. You see, you might be thinking uh, you're doing so much better than this other person, but you have a different starting point and different loads. They may be 60% down the road that God has given them to travel. And you might only be 40% down your road. You just don't know. So you can't compare. So just concentrate on your own load. You see, God has given each person, each one of us, our own load to carry. Our own strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and giftings. And and our, our significance is not found in comparing ourselves with other people and provoking and envy. But our significance is found in how well we are doing in carrying the load that God has given us to carry. And our significance is found by, by realizing that we are all simultaneously nothing and infinitely loved at the same time. So do you find relationships hard? Do you find yourself tossing and turning every night because you feel like someone snubbed you, someone's made you feel unimportant, someone has ignored you? Are you always going back and forth between provoking and envying, feeling superior and then feeling inferior? Are you empty of glory? And how do you stop that? How do you get rid of all of that? Well, firstly, you need to admit that you are nothing. You you need to embrace that, accept that. And then secondly, you need to look to the cross of Jesus. You need to look at the one who did the very opposite of what you're trying to do. He was filled with glory Yet he emptied himself for you. And if you see him doing that for you, to the degree that you see him doing that, to the degree that the Holy Spirit shows you what he's done for you, that fills you back up. That melts your heart. And you will discover that we are simultaneously nothing and infinitely loved at the same time. And when we receive that love, when when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit pours God's love into our life, it frees us. It frees us from empty glory, from the need to desperately prove to others that we are something, when deep down inside we know that we are nothing. And it frees us from conceit. It frees us from provoking and envying. It frees us. It frees us to love others and serve others humbly, just like Jesus loved us. So have you acknowledged that you are nothing? But more so, have you received that infinite love of God? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just stand in awe and wonder of your amazing love for us, that you love us so much, that you were prepared to empty yourself of glory and to come to us and to humble yourself and even die on a cross for us because you love us. And Father, when we reflect on that, we realize how how infinitely we are loved, that you loved this, this little speck, this little blipping time, that you loved 
me, a, a nothing, a nobody, so much that you came and died for me. Father, we just stand in awe and wonder of, the, of your love. And yet we confess that so often we try to find our significance in other things. We try to find our self-worth and our self-esteem in being better than other people, in vain glory, in empty glory, in conceit. And so often, Father, we confess that we do provoke and we envy. Father, won't you forgive us? And won't you help us to focus on the cross and to find our significance in your love? And to hold that, that, that paradox in tension, that to know that on one hand we're nothing, but on the other hand we are infinitely loved because of you. And Father, I pray that you would pour your love into our hearts, that you would fill us up right now. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.